This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. Look, we are delighted to welcome back our next guest into the Joy Studios. She was first elected to the Victorian Legislative Council during the 2014 Victorian state election and again after Niall Bowding-Waite was successfully re-elected to represent the Northern Metropolitan Region. Fiona Patton, welcome back to Joy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. It's fabulous to be back. Well, look, we should start off about, you know, you, you, there was very close there for a moment of you winning your seat and there seemed to be a lot of backdoor preference deals going on. I've read some things saying that you wouldn't get involved or pay this man to to, to organise it. Do we have a problem with our our preference the way we vote? Look, I, I think I think we certainly we well we will be reviewing this. Um, in the matter of uh, of, of Glen Jury, it's actually under police investigation now. So they're okay. they're looking at fraud and bribery because effectively. Um, Glenn Jury, who is the chief of staff to Senator Hinch, mm-hmm. um, was saying, pay me money and something good will happen to you. Don't pay me money and something bad will happen to you. So it was kind of, you know, in a very simple form. I mean, that's just extortion. And he said, if you want Darren Hinch's preferences, then you have to pay me $50,000. And, and him personally. Yes, him personally. Um, and then if you want to be part of the family, you have to pay this money. So I didn't join his family. And that, and that, did, that, that did set us back um, in negotiating with other like-minded parties. However, you know, he didn't, he, we still, we still beat, beat his system. But it needs reform. And what I've suggested just the other week in Parliament was that not only does the Parliament review this, but why don't we get like a citizen's jury so we get a random selection yeah. of Victorians to talk about what they'd like to see their democracy look like Shouldn't in the future. Shouldn't we be doing that a lot more in Parliament? And, and I don't yeah. mean that because I, I could imagine in any job, sometimes you get very narrow-minded. Or not narrow-minded, but you, you're, you're on a mission, this is your mm, statement, you're mm, working, you're mm. working. It's hard sometimes to look what's happening out in society. So it's probably I, not a bad thing. I think it's I think it's a really interesting a, a approach to do because you're right. You're asking politicians who want to get re-elected what they think the system should be. And obviously, you know... Yeah. You always back the horse of self-interest. Definitely. So it would, you know, we, I guess politicians would be going, well, what's the easiest form of, of, of election for me and how would I get elected? How to get you re-elected. Yeah, so I think having citizens actually be part of that process would be would be really beneficial. And and not just in that. I mean, I think there's lots of areas where citizens' juries Definitely. Would, would be helpful if it's in drug law reform or... You know, any number of areas. And, and I mean, young children, especially in this day and age, I know when mine were growing up, were very politically minded, mm. but always felt locked away from ever having an opinion. Yeah. I mean, things like that, bringing young kids into parliament and finding out what, what they see That's, Australia's future. Yeah. Look, I think, and I think there is a sense that people are disengaged from politics and people don't trust their politicians anymore. So I think, you know, the, 
ideas or ways to get people more involved in the process would actually help us in um, in, in engaging people and possibly in, in improving trust in the system. And focusing on policies rather than parties, which you've uh, yes, done exactly. a lot for po- your policies and you've stuck by them in your first term. Mm. Yes. Which you've, which you've seen and you've... You, especially the issue now of pill testing and mm. decriminalising drugs. Uh, what what have you seen uh, happening now within parliaments in different states, our state, yeah. and also also the nation? Yeah. So I, you know, with with pill testing, now that we've had four tragic deaths at um, at music festivals in what four months, four months, three, four yeah. months, four deaths in four months, and. And then there's the unforeseen consequences of people having a bad effect from a substance that might give them lifelong effects um, and health and health problems. So, why are governments still allowing this to happen? And I think you know, I, I really feel like if the premier doesn't agree to a trial down here, um, we've got blood on our hands. You know, we know that trial uh, pill testing can save lives. Mm-hmm. It can inform and educate people. It doesn't increase the number of people who take drugs. It just makes the people who are taking drugs that little bit safer. And we know now in society, I mean, the war on drugs has been going 30... I mean, in my whole lifetime, it has not worked. I mean, many people no. now would be taking party drugs as they did when I was That's right. back in the 80s. That's right. But instead, like you said, well, all we can do is actually protect people. Yes. And by taking, like, I mean, I like <coughs> the whole idea of this decriminalisation of drugs to start with because mm. who's making the money? When it's illegal, it, it's the bad people. It, yep. it, it's the gangs, it's the mafia, it's the drug smugglers. God, we should be taxing this thing. We could bring our state, we could be paying for every school and hospital <coughs> in here. <coughs> Absolutely. The, I mean, they... they Estimate that the the police estimate that the value of the cannabis industry in Victoria alone is one point one billion dollars. Wow! And you know that is not going towards our roads, our schools, our hospitals. The the profit from that that is going into the hands of, of organised crime. So they can buy Ferraris and drugs uh, and yeah, guns. Yeah. And we don't. And that's right. And guns. And we also know that some of that money goes offshore and maybe helping in terrorist activity yeah. um, in in other jurisdictions. So you're absolutely right. I mean, we need to have that conversation. But decriminalisation is slightly different. Decriminalisation is saying let's treat drug use as a health issue, not as a criminal one. As a mental health health issue which is usually yeah. if you're taking drugs usually there's something missing in your life and, and uh, yeah if you've got it fulfilled you're mentally stable you've got your family back in a good job you're paying your rent or your mortgage we really don't take drugs that's right and most of us age out of it at some stage generally speaking but and 99% of people who do take illicit drugs don't have a problem with taking illicit drugs they do it to to enhance an experience to you know get get a new experience or whatever that might be but 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 most people can take drugs in a you know in a careful and relatively safe way. Uh, gender identity and birth certificates. Yes. A lot happening in that space. Look, it's um, we should be able to, to 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 reassess our birth certificates as as we reassess our sexuality, or you know, as as we identify as another sex. I kind of, I'm of this mind. Like, why actually do we have our gender on a lot of documents? Like. I think I've said this many times, and I'm probably waiting for the op- the moment when it cha- when it changes. But no one has asked to see my genitals at no. the airport when I no. go through 
immigration or customs. No one, they look at my face or they test my eye or it's a thumb print. So why do I have to have gender on my passport? I always thought... Or on my driver's licence or on... Well, even on your birth certificate. Is this patriarchal going back to when men controlled everything and women couldn't own property, you couldn't vote, you couldn't do that? So as long as they showed out there, hey, you were born a female, well, you've got no rights. So if you're not going to treat men and women differently or anyone from our community, no matter what, where they are on our spectrum, um, why, why do we need to identify? Yeah. You know, I took it off our membership form because... I just found it so offensive that we would have male, female, other. Other. Mm, or male, sure. female, or unspecified, or not sure, or don't want to tell you. You know, so we just took, got rid of it all. Now, I've taken a few months of, away from Joy, two months, and we're still talking about this issue, which is a bit upsetting, conversion therapy. Oh, my God. I know. I Look, I, I don't know that outlawing it, you know, well, we, effectively it is outlawed, but that doesn't necessarily stop it and they call it something else and it's counselling and um, we need to just keep exposing it and keep bringing it out and keep exposing the, the, the churches, generally speaking, the yeah. church groups that are still putting people through this misery and horror of, of conversion therapy. Um, it needs to be exposed. Whether we need to legislate further... I'd be open to, to hearing from experts about that. But, but currently, you know, it's condoned, it's conde- sorry, it's condemned mm. and, it, and, and well I it brought that be. up with our Premier Daniel Andrews before the last election. It's actually the people who are controlling it are the same people that I'd bring up to make a complaint about my doctor. Mm. So it's after the fact. It's maybe it needs, it needs its own... What, what do we call it, a commission into actually looking to see what's going on because by having it just under the Health Act, it's, it's not helping. No, that's right. So the, the Health Commissioner or the Health Complaints Commissioner would, would investigate and, as you say, after the fact. Now, I, I, I don't know because what we've seen in other jurisdictions where it is outlawed is that it's, they just, it goes underground. Mm. It goes further underground. Now, I, I think it should be outlawed because it's an appalling hateful and hurtful and damaging um, behaviour. So whether we do need legislative a legislative review of it, I would be really open to that and I would be really open to, to some form of investigation within the parliamentary process. I think that's, I think that's probably worthwhile. Well, look, I mean, so Fiona, now you've got four more years. Mm. What, what are you hoping to change? I mean, you, you, we look back at you, your previous term. You, you were the probably only one up there that actually pushed through legislation. We've got the safe injecting rooms. We've got the safe uh, for sexual health clinics. Yep. I mean, we can go through. So what's your, your next big one? Well, I've got quite a to-do list, but I, I really want to... In- continue my work on drug law reform so I really do want to continue on treating drug use as a health issue not a criminal one but also looking at legalising cannabis as we're seeing in so many other Mm. jurisdictions around the world um, and and how successful that is so I'd like to move on that and I I certainly talked about flexible flexible working conditions. The four day week, the is four day week, which I would really love to see a trial done in Victoria of that to see how it helps with productivity, how it helps with work satisfaction, etc. And 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 loneliness. And I think this was something that we talk, that really seemed to strike a strike a chord in the community was how do we address loneliness and we know studies now showing that loneliness is more damaging to your health than smoking or obesity 
So those are a few of the things. But I'm, yeah, I've got quite a to-do list and I'm really looking forward to, to having four years to kind of get th- things through. It's going to be a big crossbench. Like there's 11, mm. 11 of us um, sitting on the crossbench. There's more people on the crossbench than there are Liberals. Is this going to be good house. for our parliament? I think it's going to be interesting. And I think what we've saw in the last parliament, which I think was really good, was that the government had to, they, their legislation was tested Correct. every time it came to the upper house. So it was tested. And with 11 people, you're going to get a very diverse range of views. And I think that's that's good, you know, a diverse range of views, for um, rep, which is quite reflective of our community. I've, I've actually, you're right. Yeah, I've I might not agree living. with them, but <laughs> they're there. <laughs> but then, I mean, it's with anything in life, I, I get very narrow-minded and sometimes it's great to have the other 10 people talk to you because you go you know what i never saw it from that from that side, position from that that's, position and i think absolutely it's right. going to help look fiona thank you again for joining us today in the Thanks. joy studios you remember to follow fiona Patton on all social network because if you would have seen it yesterday we saw a mm. picture of you in the boots <laughs> taking the mickey out of scomo's photoshop shoes if you need truth Make sure you follow Fiona Patton <laughs> on all social medias. Andy will put up all our links. Fiona, look, thank you again for thank joining you. us. Thank you. You're still going to come back and join us this year? I shall. I'm looking forward to it. We love having I you love here. I love these mornings. And thank you. Thanks. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.